This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the Lexus Performance Line. A feeling this dynamic is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus Performance Line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Welcome back to the Dirt Show. Uh, happy Thanksgiving to everybody. I had my family Thanksgiving dinner last night. We have a tradition of having a pre-Thanksgiving Thanksgiving dinner because everybody in my family disperses to different places, in-laws, relatives. And uh, um, so we always uh, have a New York pre-Thanksgiving Thanksgiving dinner before people go in different directions. We had a, a, a wonderful time. And then I had a wonderful, wonderful cup of coffee uh, this morning. Why am I telling you about a cup of coffee this morning? Because today the New York Times had an outrageous story, typical New York Times story. There's a cafe in New York called the Cafe Aroni. It's owned by Israelis, and <clears throat> it had uh, pictures of the um, kidnapped hostage hostages in its window, and some of the baristas uh, were very unhappy with that and and quit. And some of them came in wearing Palestinian, you know, flags or whatever, which means at this point in time, pro Hamas. If you're if you're pro Palestine during this particular period, you're pro Hamas because that's the fight that's going on. It's between Hamas and Israel. And uh, so a lot of people start going to the cafe to show support. Um, they, were, they volunteered to serve the coffee, et cetera. Well, the New York Times, of course, had a story today. Well, there are really two sides to this issue. Consider the side of the racist uh, baristas uh, who who support Hamas. Well, you know, they have a point of view, too. So in any event, I read the article on the Times and I got really mad. So I decided to go and have a cup of coffee at the Cafe uh, Aroni. And this is me in front of the cafe. Uh, they have a big uh, flag, Israeli flag. They have um, uh, pictures of the uh, people who are uh, Hamas. Um, um, one of the apparently one of the baristas said, "Oh, it's fake. You know, there weren't any really any hostages." And you know, look, we live in a free market society. A guy who's pro-Israel or Israeli, I don't know what his own background is has the right to say, hey, you're not working for me if you're pro-Hamas, if you think these hostages are, 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 are not real. The New York Times apparently made up some of the quotes. Um, they uh, quoted somebody at eight o'clock at night having a fight with the owner on a particular night, and the videotape show that the, 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 the cafe closed at five o'clock that day, and nobody was there. It was dark at eight o'clock at night, and apparently the Times got that information, was shown the videotape, and didn't correct the story. So the story is still there, packed with lies, which is uh, typical of the New York Times when it writes about Israel. So I'm going to keep going back to um, uh, Cafe Aroni. By the way, the coffee is really, really, really good. And so are the uh, other delicacies. So uh, if you want to show support for Israel when you're in New York, Lexington Avenue and uh, 71st Street, and it's, it's a wonderful place. And if you mention my name, they will only charge you double for the coffee. Joke, joke, joke. Another interesting thing that happened today is my book came out, War Against the Jews. I think, I think it's going to make it into the 
uh, Guinness Book of Records. So I started writing the book. I got the idea on October 7th. There was nothing before October 7th. Um, the book got printed yesterday, which is uh, November 21st. That's a month and two weeks from the time of the first idea to the time that there are hardcover copies uh, of the book. I wonder if any book has ever been published faster. And it's it's not a short book. It's 211 pages, 213 pages. And by the way, it's already in a second printing. It hasn't been published yet. It gets published beginning of, of December. You can get it now on Amazon.com. And They'll send you copies as soon as they get it, which will be before update, obviously, because the books are now available. But uh, it's quite remarkable what publishing can do uh, these days. I was told I had to write the book within 30 days. I made my deadline. They made their deadline. And together we we have a book published in essentially six weeks uh, or maybe six and a half weeks. Quite, quite an accomplishment on the same day that... The War Against the Jews came out. Also, the paperback of my older book, Defending Israel, Defending Israel Against Hamas and Its Radical Left Enablers, which is a book I wrote a couple of years ago, but nothing has changed. Uh, so you can pick and choose which book you want. Uh, obviously, The War Against the Jews is more current, uh, but uh, still, uh, they're, they're uh, 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 both very relevant to what's going on in, in, in the world today. So, um, you know, when I saw the people who were protesting uh, against the, the cafe and there were, you know, every day there were demonstrations um, and, and the people who are in the demonstrations have no idea, many of them, about anything that's going on in the Middle East. Uh, they just know they don't like Israel. And that's one of the reasons. And, and the other is there's a new mantra. And I, I guess I invented this phrase, but uh, please keep using it. For many people, for many ideologues, if it's left, it's right. If the left supports it, it's right. Well, I'm a person who originally came somewhat from the left. I was always center left, but somewhat from, from the left. And it's not always right if it's left. There are some people on the right who think if it's left, it's always wrong. Um, it's never always right or wrong. There are things from the left that are very good. There are things from the left, particularly the woke left, that are very, very bad. Um, the extreme left, which, you know, socialism, communism uh, is terrible. The extreme right, fascism, uh, ultra, ultra nationalism, also wrong. Um, as you know, I tend to gravitate a little bit toward the center, left-ish center rather than right-ish center, but I have more in common with reasonable conservatives than I do with uh, extremist uh, radicals. I think of myself as a libertarian, civil liberties, liberal. Uh, that's what I am. I am not a Democrat with a big D. I don't have any party affiliations. I don't contribute to the Democratic Party. I don't, I'm not a card-carrying Democrat. I tend to vote for Democrats. Um, but I will vote for Republicans, as I think I've mentioned on this show. You have a pledge for me. Anybody who runs against any member of the squad, I will support them financially, take the money I would have otherwise sent to Harvard and Yale and uh, Brooklyn College and send it to a candidate who's running against the squad. I will campaign for them. I'll go wherever they are, you know, in, 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 in Missouri. 
uh, and campaign against uh, Cory Bush and, and others if, if there's a plausible effort to, to primary or remove them in an election. I'm on the side of those who want to remove them. I don't care if they're Democrats uh, and I don't care if the person running against them is a Republican. That's not that's not what determines my vote. What determines my vote is what's good for America, what's good for the world. And also, in my view, what's good for Israel, because I think what's good for Israel is generally good for America and good for the world. You can disagree with that. Reasonable people can disagree and I respect uh, contrary uh, points of views on that. So. Let's turn to today's news. Uh, today's news is that a deal has been struck. Not a particularly good deal, but, you know, I have a friend whose daughter was con- kidnapped by mobsters, and uh, they demanded a million dollars. And um, he said, here's what I'm going to do. I'm not going to give you a million dollars. I'm going to give you two million dollars if you return her safely. But I'm also going to offer the mafia $4 million if you don't return her safely. And I'm going to offer the mafia $4 million to find every single member of your family and kill them. And boy, did that girl get returned quickly. Um, They got the million dollars, sure. But she got returned without hair on her head being touched. Um, that was tough negotiation. It's your own kid. You know, you, it's, it's hard to know whether that's the, the the right thing to do. But that's what Hamas is. Hamas is the mob. It's the it's the mafia uh, with green headbands. It's uh, Hitler Youth with green headbands. Uh, it's the worst people in the world, people who would who would gang rape, gang rape, a 16 or 17 year old cut off a breast, throw it like a football and then murder her in cold blood. And the National Lawyers Guild says that's a military operation. In what world is that a military operation? There's another word for that. Two words called war crime. And these are criminals and, you know, they should be prosecuted if they can't be if they if they are captured, if they can't be captured, they should be killed. These are Osama bin Laden. These are, are Hitler and, and, and Goebbels and, and, and Goering and, and, and uh, you know, the, the gang of, of Nazis. These are Stalin. And, and there should be no mercy uh, shown to the people who actually committed these, these crimes, but instead they're being uh, rewarded. So you know the outlines of the deal. 50 hostages... Uh, women and children, we don't know what they mean by children, I think they mean babies, very young children, will be uh, freed over time, I think 10 at a time. And in exchange, Israel will free, first they said, uh, women and children. But, you know, we know what they mean by children. There are no children in Israeli prisons. Um, There are 17-year-olds and 18-year-olds. Hamas uh, regards them as children. doesn't regard Jewish kids as children, but regards their fighters as children. So uh, Hamas will get 150 people back, women who are mostly convicted of serious crimes, and 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 uh, older teenagers, 16, 17, 18-year-olds, uh, not children. Uh, and they will go back, put on their green headbands, and kill more Jews. That's what happened last time when, when Gilad Shalit was... Uh, released in exchange for, I think it was 1,126 or something 
uh, murderers, not all murderers, but many of them murderers. Uh, this time, Israel has said, no, we're, we're going to release people who are not murderers, although some of the people on the list, the list has been published, some of the people on the list were complicitous in murder, attempted murder, but I don't think any of them were actually convicted of actual uh, a murder. So that's the trade. It also involves Israel agreeing to a unilateral ceasefire, because that's what it's going to be. I'm not going to break it. It always does. Uh, and then uh, the worst part of it for Israel is they can't fly their drones over northern Gaza for six hours a day, which means for those six hours, Hamas will be able to reorganize and recalibrate. I'm told that Israel may have the technology to be able to at least observe some of what's going on on the ground without drones, maybe through satellites. I don't know that you can see very much through satellites or through cameras that are outside of Gaza, but that have the ability to see into Gaza. We'll, we'll, that, these are technical questions, way above my case pay scale. So we'll, we'll see what what turns out. And, and, you know, the question I raised yesterday, raise it again in the context of now that we know what the deal is. Apparently, the hostages are not going to begin to be released until uh, Friday. Again, another it seems to be unilateral because Israel has to stop shooting tomorrow or tonight at three o'clock in the morning. And yet it won't get hostages back for another um, couple of days. Uh, I don't know why there was an agreement to that. You'd think you get your hostages back. And as soon as the first hostage is back, Israel stops uh, shooting. But that's not the deal. The deal is Israel will stop shooting at 3 a.m. Um, um, uh, New York time, which is, I think, 10 a.m. Israel time. That will be Thursday. And then not until Friday will any hostages be released uh, again. Every time Israel has agreed to a ceasefire in the past, Hamas has broken the ceasefire. So we'll see what happens. We'll see. You know what's going to happen. I can predict it right now. Hamas will say it's complying with the ceasefire, but there'll be rockets sent from Gaza into Israel um, aimed at children and schools and, and synagogues and other places. And they'll say, oh, wasn't us, it was Islamic Jihad, or it was the criminals, uh, or the people who are holding the hostages. We don't know who they are. Um, they're hostages who are being, we've sold them. We've given them away. Uh, every excuse in the book. Uh, and, and we'll see whether there's any substantial compliance. Also, Israel is going to maintain its control over northern Gaza, uh, keep its soldiers there, and the soldiers have to be protected. Last time there was a ceasefire, soldiers were killed by Hamas during the ceasefire. In one case, they lured soldiers who believed there was a ceasefire into an area and then opened up fire and killed them. Uh, that may happen again. Uh, Hamas would be stupid to do it because it's such a good deal from them. Uh, Hamas, you know, but whenever thugs and, and gangsters take hostages, it's a good deal for them. So I'm going to make a prediction here, and it's going to be upsetting to some of you. I think the deal that was made and the deals that were made by the United States and by Israel in the past and by other countries to give in to um, hostage takers, it's going to result in hostages being taken in the United States as well. Why not? Um, you know, if Hamas is going to engage in terrorism, and it will, 
Hezbollah, Iran, uh, they're all Iran, will engage in terrorism in the United States, why will it be satisfied just blowing up a couple of schools or shooting up a couple of synagogues? Why won't it also begin to take your children as hostages um, and then hide them uh, in areas? It's going to be a little harder because you know, it's, not, it's not Gaza, but there are areas of the United States which are very sympathetic to Hamas, um, some of them in the in Michigan, in, in Dearborn. Uh, there's been a lot of support for Hamas in Dearborn, but there's also a lot of support for Hamas in Brooklyn and uh, in New York City. And I can easily imagine some of these radical extremist woke progressives saying, yeah, you use our basement, our home. Our parents are millionaires. We're rich. We're ra rich radicals. I, I actually know one of them. I've known him since he's a little kid who's a uh, an heir to billions of dollars, and he took the money from his family. I'm not going to mention his name. You read about it, some of you in the paper. And um, then had gave up any relations with his family, but used the many hundreds of millions of dollars that he got to support Hamas. Uh, now, if you can prove that he actually directly supported Hamas, he goes to jail without passing go um, because it's a crime. It's a federal crime to uh, give material support, which means money. It also means um, uh, political advice. There are a lot of things that are included uh, in material support to a designated terrorist group. And we all know that both Hamas and Hezbollah are designated terrorist groups. They have been found to be terrorist groups under American law. And so if you contribute any money to them or anything of material value you are a felon and you can go to jail and you should go to jail that's where you belong it shouldn't include free speech the first amendment trumps any statute so you can advocate for hamas you just can't help them uh, materially and so sometimes that's a hard line to draw i mentioned the other day uh, the vice president's stepdaughter who is apparently raising money for Gaza. And you know, does money ever go to Gaza that isn't siphoned off by Hamas? And, you know, if she knows that, and she's been told it now, um, and if she continues to do it, um, she runs the risk of uh, being investigated for providing material support for, for Hamas. Um, so I do think it's coming to a theater near you. I think whenever Hamas wins, whenever Hezbollah wins, whenever any terrorist group wins, it becomes contagious. And other groups in the United States will say, hey, it worked for them, it'll work for us. And let's never forget, we've had that in the United States. I know. I was there. I remember it very, very well. The weathermen in the 1970s were a group of radical leftists. Two of them became... Barack Obama's friends uh, from, from, from Chicago. They were not uh, convicted, though they easily could have been based on, on the evidence. And uh, <clears throat> a woman I knew, I knew her father very well, Leonard Boudin, was a close friend of mine. I worked with him on lots of cases. Uh, his, his son, Michael Boudin, is a distinguished federal judge in, in Boston. But the daughter, uh, Kathy Boudin, became a murderer. And she joined the Weathermen, and she was involved in the 
attempt to rob a Brinks truck in which um, uh, uh, Brinks drivers and policemen were killed. And she got a long, long, long prison sentence and ultimately it was commuted. And her husband, I think also ultimately uh, was commuted. She's now uh, died. And of course their son is Chesaboudin, who was the elected district attorney of uh, San Francisco. Um, but he got booted out of office on a recall. Um, and he's a very, very radical, woke, hard left um, supporter of Fidel Castro and um, uh, the, the communists in South America. Um, but his mother was a murderer, is a murderer, is dead now, but you don't, you don't stop being a murderer. And uh, went to jail for a long, long period of time during a period of time when people on the hard, hard left were glorifying terrorists. It's going to happen again. And it's going to happen again, especially since Hamas looks like they're winning this round. Uh, and they will continue to win every round because governments, the United Nations, uh, the international community, the International Red Cross, Doctors Without Borders, they're the ones who have blood on their hands. They're the ones who create the cycle. They tell Hamas, you're going to win. We're going to make you win. We're on your side. Uh, yeah, come on, take more hostages. Kill more people. Don't worry. We'll attack Israel. We're not going to attack you. We may say, you know, what you did wasn't nice, but we're going to attack Israel. We're going to use what you did, murdering 1,200 people, rape, beheadings, burnings. We're going to use that to justify our attack on Israel. And in the end, you'll emerge victorious. Israel will be hurt. And as I said before, wash, rinse, repeat, wash, rinse, repeat. Michael Finnegan, begin again. It's going to happen again and again and again and again, just like it's happened again and again and again. You know, what did Einstein say? People doubt that he actually said this. Uh, insanity is doing the same thing and expecting a different result. Hamas wins this round unless three things happen. Unless Hamas is totally destroyed and the ideology will be destroyed with it. Unless Israel bombs Iran's nuclear arsenal reactors. And unless uh, the United States pressures uh, the Saudis into um, making peace with Israel, uh, joining the Abraham Accords. Unless those three things happen, Hamas wins. And if Hamas wins, it's going to happen again, and it's going to come here. So don't anybody doubt that that's what's going to happen. And, and, and that's why I say, and people say, oh, my God, how can you say this? A ceasefire will cost lives. This hostage exchange will cost lives. Everything that prevents Israel from having a total unequivocal victory total, complete, unconditional victory will cost lives. Um, going into the hospital by Israel saved lives, didn't take lives. By helping Israel root out Hamas, it helps to save lives. And, you know, these are counterintuitive uh, notions, but they're absolutely proved by history. Again, I wrote a book about that a long time ago, Why Terrorism Works. I wrote two books about it, one called Preemption. You know, this is my proud to say. This is my, I'm trying to lose count now. This is either my 52nd or my, I think this is my 52nd book. And I have another one that I finished that I postponed 
publishing because I wanted to get this out first, but I have a, another book called The War on Woke, and that will be out in a couple of months. I've finished it. It's there, but we, we're, we're withholding publishing that because that's a topic that will unfortunately continue to be relevant for months and years to come, whereas War Against the Jews is um, topical now, and that's why I hope you'll order it on Amazon.com and, uh, and, and, and get it. Uh, uh, you know, when you put it in an order, it really helps because it lowers the Amazon number. It, it After I was on uh, Mark Levin, the book was like 220th of all the books published, and it hadn't even been published yet. So uh, Mark did a, a, a helped me a lot in, in, in doing this. And I'm going to be on other TV shows as well, and uh, I'm going to be talking about the book. I'm donating all the profits from the book, by the way, to... Hatsawa, which is a, a rescue uh, ambulance uh, service in Israel that gets to wounded people within 90 seconds. It makes no distinction between treating Muslims, Jews, Christians, um, and in fact, some of the Hatsawa volunteers are Muslims and very orthodox women. I was there. I went to the headquarters. There's a little plaque for me there in the headquarters because I'm on their board and I contributed a couple of ambucycles. Um, um, to help rescue uh, people. And they get there within 90 seconds. It's absolutely uh, remarkable. And every time my ambicycle saves a life, I get an email, which is really very gratifying to know that you could have helped save a life. You know, a child who's choking or a man who's had a heart attack or a victim of terrorism. Uh, Hatsala was there faster than the Israeli army. That's a whole nother story. How come the Israeli army was there last I mean, there's a general who's retired, a civilian, who got into his car with his pistol and drove down from Tel Aviv and saved people before the army could get there. That We're going to hear much more about that once this phase of the war is over. I say this phase of the war because this is continuing warfare. You know, again, all Israel wants to do is live in peace. Uh, it wanted to live in peace in 1948 within narrow boundaries that didn't even have Jerusalem. It was an international city along with Bethlehem. All Israel wanted to do was have a little tiny country where they can live in peace. And every Arab country and every Muslim country in the area attacked it. And then Israel had to fight back. 1967, the Egyptians and the Syrians were planning a genocidal war. 1973, the same thing. And Israel has survived. And now with Lebanon and and Gaza, all Israel wants to do is live in peace. As I mentioned before, the former prime minister of Israel has said, uh, if Israel's enemies laid down their arms, there'd be peace. And if Israel laid down its arms, there'd be genocide. And if anybody ever doubted that, look at October 7th, genocide, because the Israelis were not armed and were not ready and were not prepared. And that would happen to the whole country if Israel didn't have the ability to defend itself. Okay, let's only time for a couple of questions. Okay, first one. Time for a new topic. Tired of hearing about Israel. Change the channel. Change the channel. I'm going to be continuing to talk about Israel as long as it's relevant. Next week, I'm hoping to talk about the Trump gag order. But, uh, but I'm going to talk about Israel if I think it's important to do it. And you have the ability. Change the channel. Bring the children home. That's all that matters. Then the next one after that, you have to break the cycle. There should be no negotiations with Hamas. He can't have it both ways. If you want the children to be brought home, unfortunately, 
Hamas was smart enough to have put the children in locations that are impossible for the Israeli army to find. And so the only way of getting them back is probably through negotiations. Uh, Israel has held thousands of Palestinians for years. The reason that Hamas took prisoners was to be able to swap them from Palestinian prisoners. Not true at all. First of all, what a difference. The hostages are babies. They're women. They're the elderly. They have nothing to do with, with fighting. They're the most innocent people in the world. Who are in the Israeli prisons? Murderers. Murderers. Terrorists. What kind of an analogy is that? What a big difference. It's as if, you know, you go to the maximum security prison in the United States and you start taking hostages from the town and say, oh, you know, we want our prisoners release the murderers, the people on death row. We want them released. Uh, otherwise, we'll kill these people from the town. What an absurd, absurd analogy. Of course, that's not why Hamas did this. Hamas did this in order to stop Israel from making peace with the Saudis. Hamas refers to people up to the age of 19 as children. If they applied the same rule to Israelis, many Israeli soldiers and young men would qualify as children and should be part of a hostage return. Well, of course, people use the concept children as they choose selectively and for partisan political purposes. Um, okay, interesting doctrine of just war. This is a criticism of me. Apparently, civilians who support an enemy regime that has committed war crimes are therefore guilty of these crimes and can be legitimately killed by virtue of their having supported the government or expressed approval of its actions in a poll. No, that's exactly the opposite of what I said. What I said was you cannot consider them to be combatants, even if they strongly supported Hamas in a poll or in an election, unless they gave support to Hamas, allowed their homes to be used for rockets, uh, hid soldiers, uh, became part of Hamas. What I did say is even if somebody didn't do any of those things, like the father who was on the phone with his son cheering him on for having killed 10 people, he's not a combatant. It's illegal to kill him. But if they Israel did kill him, I would not shed a tear. I would not shed a tear. There's a big difference between saying that something is lawful. It would be unlawful to deliberately target that despicable man who encouraged the son to kill 10 Jews with their bare hands. But if he got killed as collateral damage, hey, I'm drinking a toast. I'm happy. I'm not unhappy with that. And uh, sorry, if you think that's that's barbaric or whatever, no. If you're cheering on your son for having killed 10 Jews, don't count on my support, please. Okay. Um, when is the UN and the world going to condemn and take action against hostage takers? Absolutely correct. You cannot get the UN. You cannot get the international community. You cannot get the National Lawyers Guild. You cannot get these Harvard imbeciles, the Hitler youth, to condemn the taking of hostages. Um, uh, the National Lawyers Guild condemned Israel for having prisoners and said all the prisoners should be released. Never mentioned a word, not a word about the hostages. That just shows a combination of incredible nastiness and bigotry. So there is a big difference between prisoners who are lawfully in prison under uh, one of the best legal systems in the world and, and ordinary innocent civilians, including babies who are taken as hostages. And if you don't understand that difference, you're hopeless. So we'll see what happens next week. Maybe we'll talk about Trump. 
Maybe we'll talk about Israel. Don't tell me what to talk about. You have the option of not watching me, but I'm proud of having devoted a number of programs uh, to Israel. And if that is warranted, uh, I'm going to continue to do that. I'm wearing my tie, which I have worn a tie like this since the beginning of the hostage taking. It says it's the Star of David, and it says in Hebrew, Am Yisrael Chai, uh, the nation of Israel lives. And uh, as long as the nation of Israel lives, I'm going to be supporting it. See you next week. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.